presence, the Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. John G. Lake said, uh, I, the reason I see so much breakthrough and miracles is because I have one hand on the throne and one hand on the people. If, if I'm not having a conversation with God, I'm not qualified to have one with you. We didn't like that one, huh? <laughs> Preaching Jesus is different than talking about Jesus. Oh, man, he's here. He's really here right now. Some people have an issue with uh, welcoming the Holy Spirit. Doctrinally, they like to say that, why do you welcome someone who's already there? I said, have you ever been in a house and not felt welcome? Doesn't it make you feel better when the host says, welcome in my house? Like Deidre put food in front of me last night. I'm on a keto diet. She put chicken kebabs and a nice salad. I felt so welcome, and I want to honor you both. Thank you. Thank you for loving Jesus. Thanks for having me. And uh, God has given these two a wisdom that I believe is going to transform the city and the region. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And thanks for being crazy enough to have me. Also, I want to honor Bishop and Pastor Kathy. What a wonderful father and mother in the Lord, huh? Yeah. They brought me up here because we met at Tommy Reed's church. How many of you remember those first few nights when I, when I came? Any of you here? Remember people were getting healed watching the live stream? And they would drive here and share their testimony. There were beautiful healings the other night. Where's the lady whose spine and elbow and all that thing got healed? There she is right there. She got healed. You had the vertebrae thing, beautiful. Met a girl who said she was, had stage four lupus, dying, kidney shutting down at 23. The last time we were here uh, for Jesus Regional, the Lord completely healed her. She has her life back. Her name's Sierra. Sierra, I think. Are you here, sweetie? Are you here? No. Just so many wonderful healings, blindness, and all kinds of stuff. So we're grateful to the Lord. What I'm going to do this morning is, uh, I, how do I say this? I feel that lies shrouded in false wisdom have found their way into some of your minds. Specifically pertaining to revival. Religion says that revival is sovereign and that it has a season. The devil would love for you to believe that you have nothing to do with it. 
I have been around revival and the move of the Holy Spirit since 1989. My best friends are from Brownsville. Most of you know Pastor Benny's my father-in-law. I lived at Bethel and still do spend three, four months a year there. Um, my best friends, as I said, all went to Brownsville. I'm very close with the Arnots. I'm close with Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. I, I have been around, I grew up in it. And man, do I need help today. So I hope you're praying for me in your seat. But respectfully, I didn't come up here to play a game with you. I could be home with my kids. And I don't need to preach to make a living. I preach because I love Jesus. So, I'm here to do my job. And one day I'll stand before a sea of glass mingled with fire, one sitting on it whose face you cannot behold, whose feet are like burnished brass, with an emerald colored rainbow around it, a lamb in the midst of that throne, beasts covered with eyes called living creatures with six wings, two covering their face, two covering their feet, with two they fly. And 24 elders around that throne chucking their golden crowns on the floor every time the living creatures talk about the Lord. In the midst of that scene is a lamb also seated on a throne. Oh. Mm. And before the lamb is seven torches the seven spirits of the Lord, the seven prisms or facets of the Holy Spirit. That's an intense scene. That's my measuring stick. And I'll have to answer for every word I've ever spoken. Every idle word, I'll be judged. For every proper word, I'll be acquitted. I have to give an account. This is serious business. Serious and for you. I came up, to, up here to do a job. To hopefully yield well enough to break Jesus into your life. And to internally discombobulate you and wreck you and short circuit your heart until your eyes are burning out of addiction for the Lord. Until nothing else will do. No platform. No TV show, no social media following, no money, no size house, no president, no politician that you think is going to come and save your little heart. There's one savior of your heart. His name is Jesus. So I'm aware that God is depending on me right now. Well, of course he is. He's engaged. We're married. He depends on us to properly represent him. And if we don't, he'll gladly find someone else. It's also a lie to believe that we've so arrived that Jesus can't replace us. Oh, he'll replace you. There's always a Samuel in the shadows who knows how to minister to the Lord, King Saul. That's what he did with David. I realized that this morning when I woke up. I heard the Holy Spirit say, I love you, but you're super replaceable. 
It's true. And it can happen in a day. Saul sinned. The Lord spoke through Samuel. He said, I've anointed someone else. There's always somebody on the bench waiting who might be a little hungrier than you. And don't think for a second you can depend on your mama's resume or your grandmama's resume. I don't care if she put her hair in a bun, never wore makeup, and had the hairiest armpits in Youngstown. I don't care if she was the chief Pentecostal. That means absolutely nothing. What's gotten into me? It was the round of golf yesterday. I'm really a nice guy, but I feel the sobriety of Jesus here. I just came here to make it count. The Lord can easily just go, Michael, out, you in. And once you've been on the starting team, you don't want to ride the bench. Nobody wants to watch someone else fulfill that destiny that God had put on them because they say no to Jesus too many times. Super real. So I came here to deliver the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is a person, not a message. He's a person. Are you hearing me? He's a person. That's why the scripture says regarding the old prophets, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, you can't say something unless you're a person. The word of the Lord, Jesus, came unto the prophets, saying something. So when you speak, you speak Christ, if you know the Holy Spirit. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, you speak you or the devil. No, not me. Oh, yeah, you. Listen, Peter said, Jesus, don't go to the cross. I won't let you go to the cross. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. He didn't say, get behind me, Peter. Man's wisdom outside of the presence of the Holy Spirit is absolutely demonic. Now, we've got to cut to the chase here. We're either people of the presence or we're playing a game. We're playing a game. We can make an idol out of the sermon. The Bible doesn't say, for God so loved the world, that he sent your favorite sermon, or your favorite preacher, or your favorite guest prophet, or your favorite guest Greek Orthodox charismatic, Pentecostal charismatic boy from Tarpon Springs. That doesn't matter. What matters is this. Did you meet Jesus? You say, of course I did. That's measurable. It's measurable. I played golf with Ben yesterday. It was great. He hits it like a man horse. It was amazing. Just <laughs> That's a compliment, by the way. That's my nickname with my buddies, the man horse. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's what they call me. That was measurable. That was an experience. We talked about how much better MJ is than LeBron. That was a great experience for me and for Ben. He agreed. Got quiet here. Don't, don't get mad about the truth. I hear hissing going on. Yeah, don't hiss at me. I'll cast it out. Don't hiss at me. That was an experience. I got to know him a little more. I got to look into his heart a little more. 
I got to see that he's the real deal because golf brings out every weakness you have. <laughs> he didn't curse. He didn't throw his club. I got to see him. That was measurable. Meeting people is measurable. Jumping in a pool is measurable. It is. Going to have lunch today will be measurable. You will walk in hungry and you'll leave wishing you didn't eat what you ate. It's measurable. Since when did walking into the house of God not become measurable? Since when did knowing Jesus not become measurable? I should know if I met him. Oh my God, I know I met Ben. I should know if I met the King of Kings. The one who holds my breath. The one whose word literally holds my body together. I should know if I met him. I should know if I worshipped him. Something should happen in the room. Something should happen in my heart. Something should happen in his heart. And I should be listening enough to know when he's talking about what happened in his heart. Because the moment he says, I like that song. Guess what? I'm singing it again. I don't care if they wrote it in the Jesus movement or if Miss Kuhlman wrote it or Hillsong or Bethel or whoever. I don't care. I care about one thing. Is he on it? And does he like it? And if he likes it, I'm giving it to him non-stop until he hits the brakes. And when he hits the brakes, I say, what do you want now? That's measurable. You can't say I'm born again and not have a new life. Think of what you're saying. I'm born again, but I'm still the same. It doesn't make sense. It's like saying, I jumped in a pot of boiling water and I'm freezing. It makes absolutely no sense. It's, you can't say, I've been filled with the Spirit. But nothing's different. Now whether or not you believe the evidence is tongues is a separate conversation. But there's some evidence. One is boldness. You know what my greatest fear was growing up? Public speaking. It was my greatest fear. My, uh, I, I went to the University of Florida on a golf scholarship. I worked so hard to get an A in one of these classes. The final exam was a public, uh, what do you call it? Uh, public, what is it? Yeah, an exhortation? Yeah, exhortation. Yeah, I was about to say, it didn't seem very exhorting. So there I am. I walk in the door. It's, a, it's an auditorium, about 500 people. Studied all semester to get an A. And when I had to give my speech, I ran out and took a seat. I wasted four months of my life. My greatest fear was to do what I'm doing right now. The Holy Ghost changes you. He changes you. That's what He does. He's not the, he's not the average ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. He is God. He's God Almighty. If he touches you, you should know. You say, I'm saved, I just don't know. I'm not talking about Michael saving you. I'm talking about Jesus saving you, and he's a great savior. When he saves, it's thorough. You should know today, sitting in your seats, whether or not you're saved. 
You should know. You say, I'm Pentecostal. Man, that's not a denomination. You say, I'm holiness. That's not a denomination. You say, I'm apostolic. Show me your sons and daughters. Show me what you built. Man, it's all measurable. It's all got to look like something. If you're Pentecostal, your eyes better flicker with holy fire. If you're Pentecostal, you better cast out demons as easy as you breathe. If you're a Pentecostal, stop looking at wheelchairs like they're this big, intimidating structure and start seeing them as a green light. Start looking at deaf ears as though they're a goal and you're going to rip the devil out of that ear. That's how Pentecostals think. Pentecostals don't think normal. And you say, well, I used to be that way. Hear me now. During revival. It's time, listen, hear me out. I love revival. I'm a son of revival. But I want to be revival. I want to be revival. Get the camera on me here. You can sit here. I don't know what I'm doing right now. You can sit here and go, man, I wish they'd change that song. If I were the pastor, I would go there in the offering. If I were the pastor, I'd stop preaching right now. Things just feel a little dead here. Why do we do it this way? I remember revival. If I were the pastor, I, wouldn't, I would heal all of the sick. If I were leading intercessory prayer, man, I'd scream a little louder. I'd pace a little faster. I'd bind and loose the whole time. But here's the deal. You can criticize or jump in the river. It's all up to you. Now here's the thing. Juan's breakthrough or Bishop's breakthrough, I can get a breakthrough whether they get one or not. Of course I want a company of people to burn. You know how companies start burning? When one or two of you catch fire. He didn't have to call me this morning and say, Wake up, you're preaching at victory. I need you to pray before the sun comes up. I don't need him to wake me up. The Holy Ghost wakes me up. What God's doing among you, yeah, it would help. It would help if 20 of you got hungry. It would help if some of you got tired of the whole garbage when you start... <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. When you start finishing each other's sentences and call it faith... How you doing, brother? Blessed and highly favored. You're not blessed and highly favored. You're broke, sick, depressed, and you're playing a game. Let's call it, that's what I had to do with my life. I took my Bible. The devil didn't care that I was Benny's son-in-law. He didn't care. I couldn't walk up to someone who was crippled and go, in the name of what you've given my father-in-law, Jesus, get up and walk. I'm just being a brother with you today. I'm talking like family. I'm just talking, I'm taking you into the internal workings of my heart. I couldn't do that. Nations weren't opening their doors because I had some connections. I had to look in the mirror and say, this is Jesus' life. This is Paul's life. This is Peter's life. This is my life. It's not measuring up. It's either your fault or mine, Jesus, and something tells me it just can't be yours. Where's the breakdown here? You're either dead and you're not doing stuff, this stuff anymore 
Maybe you haven't been raised from the dead. Well, it can't be that. Maybe it's Michael. And you've got to get tired of that whole repetitious garbage that we call church. I need a hungry man or woman to believe God. To believe God. A, a man or woman who, who believes these words, if any man come unto me, I will by no means cast him away. It's not in the nature of Jesus to push you away when you come to him. I don't care if you're a hooker, a drug dealer. He's not going to throw you away. It doesn't matter. You cheated on your husband last night. You can come repent today. He won't cast you away. It's not his nature. We bought that lie too, that I have to be like my favorite preacher to come to Jesus. No, come to Jesus. He'll make you like your favorite preacher. That's the deal. I need someone to bite onto those words. Come unto me if you're weary, if you're heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'll ease that burden on your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You see, I came home yesterday morning. Nothing happened. Oh, something happened, baby. Something always happens when you come to Jesus. Something always. Don't tell me you're living in revival. If you're broken, if stuff's not going on. When Jesus comes in, the room changes. People change. Hearts change. Songs change. Allison's change. She'll never be the same. I guarantee you, she'll never be the same. Stuff happens when Jesus comes because he's not a lazy, blind Savior. When Jesus walks in a room, his eyes are wide open. That's why the Bible says, Has he who formed the eye, can he not see you has he who planted the ear can he not hear you if two or three gather in my name I am there say there, there. even because there's not good enough for Jesus Some of you don't come to him because you don't know how much he loves you. There's not good enough. That corner back there, it's just not good enough for him. Way in the back. And him standing next to me, which I know he is, I feel him right now. That's not good enough for him. Even, even in the midst of you. I'll be the air you breathe. I'll be the song you sing. You won't just sing about me. I'll so fill you with my spirit. I'll become your song. I'll become your message. You won't read your Bible anymore trying to learn something. You'll chew on heavenly manna until there's a DNA exchange. Until people look at you and go, what is it, man? And your only answer is, it's Jesus. Even in the midst of you, 
I'll be the midst. I'll be in the air you breathe. I'll fill the person next to you. And when they worship, I'll let you breathe in their experience. And their strength will become your strength. And your weaknesses will go away if you love them. If you don't compete with them, I'll give you what they have. And you'll leave here re-remembering Jesus instead of dismembering him. You'll remember him. You'll take the members of the Lord in the midst of the Lord's presence. And all of a sudden, you're stronger when you leave because you have feasted on heavenly manna. And you're in but not love. You become a different breed. That's revival. The devil would love for us to believe that God moved here in 97 when it was super sovereign and he's just done. God's never done moving. The nature of God is not only addition, it is multiplication. I'm speaking prophetically now. Two things need to happen. I need some crazy wild maniacs who will fast and pray. Who throw all the books away, except the ones that work. If you're going to read a book, read a book by someone who knew God. Okay? <laughs> read a book by somebody who feasted on the Lord. Mother Bessie Leah Schlink, Catherine Kuhlman, Smith Wigglesworth, Andrew Murray, some of the Catholic great mystics, A.W. Tozer. Get in. If you're going to get in, get into the ones who had a connection. But for the most part, open your Bible, shut the door. Take a jug of water and say, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing in here. I have no clue what to do. Don't read someone else's prayer manual. Ask the Lord to teach you to pray, as this disciple said. And when you're done talking for 10 minutes, I know I've gone two minutes over. I apologize, but I don't because something's cracking off. Listen. Listen. Get in that room and sit there like a little boy or girl and say, I know nothing. People say, man, my words hit the roof and come down. Because they're your words, that's why. They're your words. And just sit there and open the word and close your eyes and wait. I need somebody nuts enough to wait for a day. And if he doesn't come that day, they wait another day. And the whole time they're going, I don't know what I'm doing. Nothing's happening. The Holy Spirit's going, oh, something's happening. I'm killing you. I'm killing you. I'm nailing, I'm nailing the thought that you can do something that pleases me. I'm nailing it to the cross. Because I'm only pleased with what I do myself. And the human mind goes, no, I've got to bring something to the table. Don't bring anything to the table. Bring a dead body to the table. Lay in the hands of Jesus as Adam lay lifeless. Perfectly, wonderfully made and designed, but there was something about Adam, no matter how beautiful he looked, he was dead until God breathed into his nostrils. No breath. You might look good. Nothing flowing. All of a sudden, God goes, one breath. Check this out. When he created Eve, he didn't breathe again. 
wants is constantly breathing. That breath into Adam's nostrils is the breath that's holding you together right now. You need one moment. You need one visitation. You need one word. You need one scripture to jump off the page. It'll change you forever and could change the whole world. I'm telling you, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. This is what I did. I just sat there. And he'd go like this. Sing that song. I'd go, I don't like that song. But I do. Sing it. And I'd sing it. I sing that song and all of a sudden, just like little David out there on the pasture with no, nothing but a harp and a slingshot, everyone forgot about him. He didn't seem qualified. He was afraid to speak. He was a ruddy little boy. But he learned something. Man, when I hit that chord on that harp, something happens. And he learned Jesus. He learned of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, learn of me, not about me. He is food. He's food. Jesus is not the PowerPoint of God. He's not the outline of God. He's the bread who has come down from heaven. That's what he said about himself. He said, I am the bread of God. In that language? Am I the only one here who thinks that's amazing? I'm the bread of God. Who's come down from heaven? Not who came down. And not who will come down. I am the bread who comes down. If any man eat this bread, he will be eternally satisfied. Nobody may even know your name here. Doesn't matter. You say, this could start with me. Oh, it could start with you. I've seen in revival teams in revival, leadership teams who seem to be on steroids in the revival. Well, I got news for you. A chicken is on steroids during a revival. A gopher could preach during a revival. I mean, my Lord, I know a, an Iranian Two Iranian brothers that got born again by a dog preaching in Farsi to them, and they ran across the border to my friend's prayer house in Iraq, and he discipled them. He said, How'd you hear the gospel? They said, I went, had a dream of Jesus. My family rejected me. I had no one to share the gospel. I was walking home, and a dog in perfect Farsi preached the gospel to him. You say, I don't believe it. Neither did I. But it's true. Balaam, look, happened to Balaam's donkey. God can use anything. So of course we're superhuman in a revival. But you know the people who history talks about? There are people who burn whether there's corporate revival or not and they become the actual message. Someone's got to become the wick. Someone here Someone's got to get before the Lord and go, 
I'm not moving. I'm not moving, Jesus, because I can't do it without you. It can happen. It can happen here. And for those of you who are over 65, aren't you just tired of hearing it's just going to only happen with the youth? Compared to the ancient of days, you're all young. Like Bill says, if you have breath in your lungs, you're part of this generation. If you're six years old, hearing the sound of my voice, it could be you. If you're 86 years old this morning, it could be you. If you're 90, it could be you. But do not, do not be satisfied with yesterday's manna. I give you praise. Could I have some help on those keys? No one moving. Nobody moving. That might be your Sunday routine. It's not your Holy Ghost routine. If, if it's not you that's hungry enough right now for what I'm saying, and you want to leave, respect the people that are hungry. Do you know what I'm believing for? That the glory of the Lord would break in and then that wisdom from the same glory would flood this couple to live in it to build in it, to minister to the Lord, and so that He'll not only stay, not only stay, but increase His glory here. That the prayer leaders and the ministry team will cry out, and then once He comes, they realize it's that presence that I need for the wisdom to stay in the presence. Then I'm believing that one day I'll come through and preach. And those dilapidated steel mills and the houses that are broken down here will be flourishing. Somehow somebody will come in and put money into your town again. And that stupid curse from that devilish demonic stuff that went on here back in the 60s and 70s, all that stuff would fade away because the kingdom has come. And that, and that, that God's favor would rest on this region and that it would be known as the city of churches glowing, glowing, glowing with the glory of God. The businesses would come back. That you wouldn't have to worry about your kids on the street. That there'd be jobs for you to go take care of. That's what I'm believing for. It starts here. It starts with you. It starts with hunger. It starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. The means is Jesus. The point is Jesus. The source is Jesus. The message is Jesus. The power is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. A Jesus people. A Jesus people. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. If you're serious, if you feel like God, God is talking, I just want you to stand. I want you to stand right now. I feel like God's talking to you. You stand right now. I'm going to ask Pastor Juan and Deidre to come, please. Jesus, I worship you. Oh, just stand here with me. Come close, stand with me. Can we bring those keys down just a little, please? Just a little. Thank you. Just close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. I believe by faith that when I pray this, God is going to mark some of you. And that the Holy Spirit is going to restore the wonder of Jesus in your heart wonder 
the addiction. It's going to restore it all. I'm going to welcome the Holy Spirit right now to touch you. And I think he's already beating me to the punch. Holy Spirit. Close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. Holy Spirit. I welcome you here to touch, to touch the hungry and to make the hungry a flame. Do it now, Lord. Touch them. Go deep and dig a well. Go deep and dig a well. Go deep and dig a well here. Dig a well. Wait there very quietly. Touch. Touch in the name of Jesus. Touch. Touch, Lord. Touch. Touch. Dig a well. Dig a well. Dig a well, Holy Ghost. Drill something deep in their hearts. In the name of Jesus. I need the prayer team to come up very quickly, as quickly as you can. Very quickly. Everyone in your seats, just continue to look at the Lord. Close your eyes. Just look at the Lord. If you feel that God is calling you in to the chambers of His heart, wow, I felt that. If you feel God calling you into what I just preached, I want you to run down here. Unless you can't run. And you're going to... Yeah. You're going to make a commitment. More, Lord. You're going to say, Lord, I'm going to position my heart before your face every day. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know her? Yeah? Just lift your hands now. Receive it. Come on. If you feel God is calling you to become that flame, Yes, Lord. Burn up every, every bit of chaff in us. Burn it all up in us. Make these worship leaders Levites. Vicious with the sword, gentle before the Lord. Levites who are vicious with their sword and 
gentle before the Lord. One more time. Levites who are vicious with the sword and gentle before the Lord. Light a flame. Light a flame. Light a flame, mighty God. Light a flame. Light a flame. Here. Right here. Right here. Make this altar the house of the Lord, the tabernacle of the Most High. Thanks. Just close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm right here, Lord. Fire. Fire, fire. Fire, 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 fire. Holy, pure, fiery devotion. Holy, pure, fiery devotion. Malfare, baby. Rivers and dry places, pools in the midst of the valley and in the dry land springs of water, springs of water, springs of water, malfare, malfare. to the Lord, priest. And to carry the pain and the agony of the Lord for his people. And the delight I'll give you will 
overshadow that burden. Be a door. I'll anoint your eyes with eye salve to see and guide. And you'll influence your husband according to the pattern of heaven. Eyes to see. Eyes to see what I am saying. Eyes to see the voice. And a womb to carry it. Lightning rod. Lightning rod. Will the womb of your spirit be? The lightning of heaven. The lightning of heaven will hit your womb. And I'll break up fallow ground with the voice you release. And oh, how one will trust you. In a new way, you'll never believe it. While well, I trust what you see. The lightning of God. Oh, you'll know the currents of the Most High. The flashes of lightning. Voices from the throne. Voices and voices from the throne. Angels become your audience. Yes, yes, they'll become your world. Ascending and descending. Oh, the lightning of heaven. Wow. You there in your seats? Just receive right now. Just receive. Just receive. Just receive from the front to the back. Everyone who came forward, receive. Drunken, 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 drunken new wine. Drunken, 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 drunken new wine. Lift your hands to heaven, one. Father, give him eyes to see the end from the beginning. To see, to build the tabernacle of the Most High. A magnet for the glory of the Lord. Build for me a habitation 
that I might come and dwell among my people. Build according to the pattern. Feltient. Feltient. I bless you with the anointing to allure the Lord. To allure the Lord. Who is he who comes skipping on the mountains? Riding on a white stag. From whence come my help? My help cometh. Oh, behind me, agree with me. My help cometh. My help cometh. My help cometh from above. My help is the Lord. Who is he? Who is he who comes skipping, riding across the mountain? It's the Lord. Who is this King of glory? Who is this King of glory? Who is this King of glory? It's the Lord. It's the Lord, strong and mighty. Ah. It's the Lord, strong. It's the Lord, strong and mighty. Ah. Coming to his house. Open up. Ah. Open up, ye ancient doors. Be lifted up, ye everlasting gates. Let the King of Glory come in. Open up, ye ancient doors. And be lifted up, ye ancient gates. And let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord. Strong and mighty. Strong and mighty. You build for me and I'll fight for you. You build for me and I'll heal in front of you. You build, build up by me and for me. And I'll deliver and I'll do the work that attempts to weary your soul. Minister to me. I need ministry unto me, my heart breaks. I'm looking for ministry unto me, says the Lord. Says the Lord. Says the Lord. Be branded with the holy cross of Calvary. Wear the weight of his glory on your neck. Wear it.
And that weight overshadows every other weight. Psalmist of the Lord. Oh, David. Oh, David. 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 David, David, David. John David. Melfar. Melfar. We're going to spend much time as you need at this altar those of you that want to stay we invite you to stay you can stay in your seat you can come forward those of you that need to go we understand but I want to encourage anyone and everyone that that can stay just in his presence we're gonna do a dismissal but you're open to stay as long as you want just just staying in his presence God is doing some incredible things and we want to allow him to continue to do that. So we're going to bless you and at the end of that blessing, you, you, you can do as whatever you want to do. If you're worried about your children, they're in great hands. Some of you may need to go and bring them in here and just, and just pray over them and, and be here. But keep your eyes open as we release you. Victory Christian Center, we bless you. We bless you with the capacity to bear up under what has just been released today. Because God's words are spirit and life. May the reality that has been created May you walk under it. May you bear it. And may every word and every desire in the heart of God be fulfilled in your life and in your church. We say no more hindrances, no more roadblocks, no more putting off for tomorrow. What God wants you to experience and what he wants to release today. And so victory, we bless you. We bless you to encounter Jesus, to be the wick that sparks what God is doing and has intended to do, and it won't stop. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're just going to hang out in his presence for just as long as you need to. Let's worship together.